Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. The 70s. 80s music. Giving you the most classic hits from the 70s and 80s. You know, that era was just... We let the music do the talking. And guitar playing, drums, virtually all the work. So that you can keep listening at work. The internet's home for Motown, soul, and great rock and roll. Skypilotradio.com. please give me a few scientific papers that prove human emissions of carbon dioxide drive global warming. No one can show from the scientific literature that human emissions of carbon dioxide drive global warming. Climate change is too abstract for people to understand, but the coming water crisis is something that everybody will get on board with. From Malaysia to Mexico, from Sri Lanka to Singapore, privatization is on the move. They're restricting water supplies all over the planet. They've passed legislation to take pure aquifer water all over Canada, the U.S., England, Europe, you name it, and put it through a bunch of chemical processors to poison the living hell out of it, and to give it way more expensive pricing to then make the cost of water go up. Water has always been free in the UK. They live on a giant crystal clear aquifer. Now they're starting to charge for it. This is how they operate, ladies and gentlemen. One of the biggest experiments in water privatization has taken place in the UK. In 1989, the government sold off the entire water system of England and Wales to limited companies. More than 30 years later, that system is being criticized across the political spectrum. Chief executives have been awarded hefty pay packages, shareholders generous dividends, and investment in infrastructure has not kept pace with population growth, leading to sewage flooding and pollution failures. Just 14% of rivers meet the minimum European standards for water quality, for example. The global government is failing. They create the crises or exacerbate the problems, poses the saviors. When problems arise in the Sahel or even in Texas or anywhere else, it's not because something went wrong in that local area. It's because something is going wrong globally. Something went wrong globally. So we've got to address this at the global level. This is about investing in global common, the global commons for the common good of all. And that word, common good, is actually a radical word because in economics we have notions of the public good, and it sounds good because the second word is good, but it's really framed more as a correction for something the private sector is not doing. That's also, of course, true with COVID, right? We are all only as healthy as our neighbor is on our street, in our city, in our region, in our nation, and globally. And did we solve that? Like, did we actually manage to vaccinate everyone in the world? No. So highlighting water as a global commons and what it means to work together and see it both out of that kind of global commons perspective but also the self-interest perspective because it is it does have that parallel it's not only important but it's also important because we haven't managed <laughs> to solve those problems with, which had similar attributes and water is something that people understand you know climate change is a bit abstract some people understand it really well some understand it a bit some just don't understand it water Every kid knows how important it is to have water. When you're playing football and you're thirsty, you need water. So there's also something about really getting citizen engagement around this and really, in some ways, experimenting with this notion of the common good. Can we actually deliver this time in ways that we have failed miserably? 
They're admitting they're bringing in global currencies that are already here, already running China. They tried it in Nigeria. Now it's massively backfired. They're pulling it out there. But it just devastates economies, but it consolidates power. Remember those headlines? Workers lost $3.7 trillion in earnings during the pandemic. The pandemic. World's billionaires get richer by $3.9 trillion during the pandemic, more than doubling their wealth. Yet in 2016, the House of Commons Public Accounts Committee found that Ofwat were too generous. And as a result, water companies made windfall gains of at least $1.2 billion between 2010 and 2015 from bills being higher than necessary. What happens in one part of the world ends up in another part of the world that's intrinsic to the climate crisis and water is intertwined with the climate crisis. And honestly, we have a common language on climate, but we don't have that on water. And that's, that's in my view, that is exactly uh, what we need to have in order to progress towards uh, a common goal. And so what's happening is the general public and people in the government and, and big talk show hosts across the board realize that they're being targeted too, no matter how rich and powerful you are. If you're not in the inner club, you're being targeted. And the globalists get blowback themselves. They get hurt by their own attacks. It's insane. It's satanic. It's crazy. It's Wednesday, October 4th, the of our Lord, 2023. And you're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. I think it's time. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The American Journal. I am your host, Harrison Smith. Glad to be with you here this Wednesday morning. We have a lot to talk about, obviously. Big shakeup in the political sphere. Talk about that whole dog and pony show. Also have some some updates as to the goings-on here at InfoWars. Our audience will be interested to hear some some changes. We're shaking it up a little bit. It's going to be an interesting month. A lot to talk about. We'll open up the phone lines nice and early today to get your phone calls as we didn't get to very many yesterday. Uh, lots of videos to show you as well. Let's just get into it. Here it is, your Daily Dispatch. Right, here it is, folks, your Daily Dispatch for Wednesday, the 4th of October, 2023. House votes to remove Kevin McCarthy as speaker in a historic first. And he was actually escorted out of the arena. We can go to clip number 12 here, McCarthy being escorted out. Lawmakers have voted to oust Speaker Kevin McCarthy, Republican of California, from his leadership role. The first time in the history of the House of Representatives that the chamber voted to boot a member from the top job. Eight Republicans voted with every present Democrat to vacate the speaker's chair. The final vote was 216 to 210 in favor of McCarthy's ouster. Representative Matt Gates introduced a measure against McCarthy known as a motion to vacate on Monday night, accusing him of breaking promises he made to win the speaker's gavel in January. Tensions flared during an hour of debate before the actual motion to vacate after 11 Republicans voted with every Democrat to advance the measure. McCarthy's allies had taken up All of the microphones on the GOP side of the chamber forcing Gates to make his case from the side where the Democrats traditionally sit. We have some uh, clips from that again. We we will be we'll be getting into this. We'll be touching on this. We're taking your calls on this. I don't know. It, It is sort of a dog and pony show. On one hand, it's a dog and pony show. On the other hand, those dogs and ponies set policy for 
the whole United States. So I guess we have to pay attention to it. We'll be looking at the, the pros and cons of both of this. It is a historic first. I actually, when, when the news first came down, I had this little, this little, pang, of, uh, little pang of sympathy for old Kevin McCarthy. He is the shortest serving speaker of the house in American history. Really, really pretty shameful. And I I mean, there's so much to say about this. I guess we'll get into it a little bit later. But on one hand, it's like, do you want Republicans tearing down other Republicans? That doesn't seem good. On the other hand, this really seems mostly like a battle between the establishment and the dissidents. Uh, Donald Trump has been nominated as Speaker of the House, but that's not happening anytime soon. As I was watching a MSNBC interview of one of the Democrats, and like one of the reasons they voted to oust McCarthy was because, in his words, he went and genuflected in front of Donald Trump at Mar-a-Lago after January 6th. So Literally, they're just like, oh, he associated himself with the former president of the United States. He can't serve as Speaker of the House. So it's not like this is some sort of chance for bipartisanship where the Democrats are like, you know, we, we may disagree on some things, but we can all come together and choose the best person for the now. It's uh, pure partisanship once again. But it is a signal to the establishment that. Republicans are sick of just being the speed bumps to the Democrats' you know, racetrack. In other words, we, we aren't satisfied anymore with having you know, Republican leadership that just allows the Democrats to proceed with their deconstruction of the United States at a, at a more reasonable pace than they pursue when they're in charge. But again, we'll get into it. We'll take your calls on this. I'm constantly vacillating between just not caring at all and thinking this is just uh, just an entire kabuki theater nonsense distracting us from what's important. Uh, for example, there's a list uh, somebody put up of just all the things that this vote has forced out of the uh, forced out of the news cycle, including a uh, House Democrat admits to uh, felony bribery, caught, being caught with gold bars. The Biden administration lead Iran negotiator being caught in an Iranian spy ring. The California governor appointing a person from Maryland and Democrat dark money donor to fill vacant California Senate seat. Senate Foreign Relations Committee chair being charged with taking bribes from a foreign government. The president's son pleading not guilty to a gun charge, whereas attorneys have told the DOJ they plan on calling the president as a witness. The president's son li- listed as listed the president's address as the beneficiary on a wire transfer from a CCP-linked company and, of course, the impeachment inquiry hearings. Yeah, aren't these things all individually significantly more important than the uh, bickering in the Congress? I think so. But then again, is any of this important when you've got a cabal of psychopaths and billionaires meeting together in Switzerland to plan how to steal water from everyone? Maybe that should be the primary concern we all have. Meanwhile, as a consequence of this, Patrick McHenry orders Nancy Pelosi to vacate her office. Acting Speaker orders Pelosi to vacate her office, saying this room will be rekeyed mere hours after taking over as Speaker pro tempore uh, with the ouster of Kevin McCarthy on Tuesday. Representative Patrick McHenry 
ordered former Speaker Nancy Pelosi to vacate her office by Wednesday, saying, please vacate the space tomorrow. The room will be rekeyed in an email sent to Pelosi's office viewed by Politico. Politico. Uh, the email added that the room will be used for speaker office use. Pelosi is currently using a, quote, hideaway office, which only a handful of members receive. Given that she is a speaker emerita, McCarthy allowed Pelosi to occupy the space. McHenry, who is a McCarthy ally, is clearly less keen on it. Pelosi slammed the move, calling it a sharp departure from tradition. She, of course, is a is big fan of tradition as a progressive Democrat. Meanwhile, Trump has been hit with a gag order after lashing out at a court clerk in a New York fraud case. The judge overseeing Donald Trump's civil fraud trial on Tuesday imposed a gag order promising sanctions for any violations on the former U.S. president and others in a case after Trump took to social media to lash out at the judge's top law clerk. Justice Arthur Ingeron of the New York State Court in Manhattan told lawyers for Trump and New York Attorney General Letitia James, who brought the fraud case, that such comments aimed at his staff were, quote, unacceptable, inappropriate, and will not be tolerated under any circumstances, saying consider this, this statement a gag order. How dare you speak out against the unfair treatment you're receiving? We'll only double it. Hunter Biden has pled guilty, uh, not guilty, rather, to gun charges in the Delaware court. President Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden, pleaded not guilty on Tuesday on to charges. He lied about his drug use while buying a handgun in the first ever criminal prosecution of a sitting U.S. president's child. Hunter Biden, 53, was charged last month with three counts related to lying on a federal form to acquire a Colt Cobra handgun in 2018 and for being an illegal drug user in possession of this gun. He arrived at the courthouse in a motorcade of six black sedans. Six men wearing earpieces who appeared to be Secret Service agents sat near Hunter Biden during the court proceedings and escorted him out of the courtroom through a side door. Uh, There's a pending trial. We'll be covering that as it arrives. Also, today is October 4th, which means the FEMA alert system will sound alarm and send emergency alert on every cell phone, TV and radio today at 2.20 p.m. Eastern. The FEMA, in coordination with the Federal Communications Commission, has announced a nationwide test of emergency alert system and wireless emergency alerts. As reported by Gateway Pundit last month, the test is scheduled for today, October 4th, at approximately 2.20 p.m. Eastern, and will involve sending text text messages to all TVs, radios, and cell phones in the United States. The announcement was made through an official press release on FEMA's website. The national test will consist of two portions, one for WEA and the other for the EAS. The WEA portion will be directed to consumer cell phones, making the third nationwide test of its kind, but the second to all WEA-compatible cellular devices. The message will display either in English or Spanish, just depending on the language settings of the wireless handset. And a lot of... uh conspiracy theories about this i know it it may be a a nefarious attack or it may be just it's totally normal totally like there's nothing to be worried about it's just the government briefly taking control of everyone's cell phone all at once simultaneously and all of the tvs and all of the electronics just just taking control just for a little while just for a little bit they have that power Have you tried taking the real red pill? A -a one-of-a-kind heart and brain formula designed exclusively for InfoWarsStore.com. One of the most powerful ingredients in Real Red Pill Plus is pregnanolone. 
pregnenolone levels decrease with age, and low levels are associated with fatigue, low brain function, and unhealthy aging. The Real Red Pill Plus also provides essential trace minerals, such as vitamin B12, calcium, copper, and zinc. Featuring naturally occurring L-theanine, caffeine, and theobromine, the energy blend inside the Real Red Pill Plus provides an extra pick-me-up for your day that goes beyond the second cup of coffee. So visit InfoWarsStore.com, go down the rabbit hole, and try taking the real red pill. Now 25% off for a limited time at InfoWarsStore.com. Bodies is back. The ultimate turmeric product on the market has returned to InfoWarsStore.com and is now 25% off for a limited time. Utilized for thousands of years, turmeric is one of the most studied medicinal herbs today. Hundreds of peer-reviewed scientific articles are published every year on the chemistry and therapeutic potential of turmeric and its active components. Bodies will reduce inflammation throughout the body, help boost and support flexibility, increase mobility, assist in joint function, bolster your immune system, and so much more. Regular turmeric from the store contains about 1-5% to of the active ingredient curcuminoids, but our super powerful extract using Bodies contains over 95% of the active ingredient in turmeric. No other product can compare with this curcuminoid delivery system. So if you want to put the true power of turmeric to the test, then look no further. Grab yourself a bottle today for 25% off at M4Store.com and put your body at ease. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. back ladies and gentlemen this is infowars.com band.video you're watching the american journal just a, a quick little little note here we talk about some of this uh some of the goings on in washington dc right now i don't even know how much i i should say or have to say but uh, basically obviously one of our Fellow InfoWars hosts will be going to prison for his free speech later this month. And so I'm walking down the hallway with uh, Chase and and um, our producer Scott comes out and it's like, oh, y'all, y'all are both here. Like we need to figure out what we're going to do when Owen is on vacation for a little while. And so we're like, should, should Chase take over War Room for the time being? Should Chase take over American Journal and then has warm and you know it worked out that it'd probably be better for uh, Chase to take over on American Journal. And I can host War Room because that's just the way that the schedule works out. We both have uh, family obligations that just make it uh, easier for for that to be the case. And it's just funny because it's one of those things that, like you know, if you watch this show, I'm always I don't want to say complaining, but just speaking candidly about. How early I have to wake up to do this show and how against my nature that is. So I'm like, I'm always complaining about just, you know, it's like, oh, I got to wake up so early to do the show. I just, wouldn't it be nice? I, I always really enjoy doing the war room. But then as soon as it's like, okay, so Chase can take over American Journal and you can do war room. I'm like, but that's my show. But that's my crew, actually. Actually, I don't know if I've, <laughs> that's mine though. I want it. <laughs> it's mine. So I don't know. I don't know if, uh, 
which I don't know if I'm, if I'm uh, happy or not about this, but it doesn't really matter. We got to do what we got to do, and uh, it's going to work out great no matter what, whether it's me sitting in for Owen on War Room and Chase sitting in here or Chase sitting in uh, with uh, Owen on the War Room. Whatever it is, it's going to work out. We'll, we'll, we'll do what we need to to make up the shortfall. Obviously, it's, it's just something we have to deal with. It's not anybody's fault except for – you know, the tyrannical madmen that are throwing Owen Schroyer in prison for two months, despite him having not hurt anybody or done anything bad. So, you know, it's like it's just one of those things where no matter what happens, like at least I'm not sitting in a jail cell for my free speech. I will be making sure if I do host Owen's show to open up every show by saying the exact things that they sent him to prison for, that the election was absolutely stolen, uh, that tyrants deserve death, uh, you know, whatever else that, that they quoted in his sentencing memorandum as a reason to throw him in prison, I think I'll be making sure to double down and expand on those ideas just to reemphasize that we will continue to champion free speech regardless of the uh, threats against us. And then next week, I don't know. I don't know what we're, it, things are getting mixed up a little bit. So maybe I'll be here. Maybe Al, Chase will be here. Maybe Owen will be hosting Alex. Maybe I'll be hosting Owen. Maybe I mean we'll just. It's going to be a big uh, game of musical chairs. But no matter what, it'll be one of your Info Wars hosts behind the uh, desk at all times. Actually, this Friday I have a dentist appointment, so. Um, Chase will be taking over for me this Friday. So things will be a little bit in flux. It'll be, it's going to be a chaotic month, I think, not just here at InfoWars, but everywhere in America and around the world. Things are just really heating up these days. And uh, October just promises to be chock full of madness across the board. So stay tuned for that. And please do support us. I mean, I don't think I have to relitigate all of the stuff that we've been through and all of the attacks that we've been under but we've survived them we have not just continued to operate but continued to thrive the company is as you know powerful as it ever has been the information is as constant as it ever has been and of course all of that is thanks to you when you go to infowarsstore.com and support us in this mission to carry the torch of civilization to this crowded forest of tyranny and well-organized barbarism that represents the modern western landscape infowarsstore.com is where you go to support us as we duck and bob and weave our way through the gauntlet of the american media landscape so let's get uh into it that's that's what i got for you i don't know if that is uh informative or useful to anybody but just keeping you up to date, this month is going to see a lot of a lot of musical chairs being played. But we're just doing what we have to to uh, deal with the attacks that we're under in a myriad of different attack vectors we're being faced with. So yes, today, yesterday was a it was a historic day. Kevin McCarthy ousted from his position as Speaker of the House. Again, I, I'm, I sort of struggle like even caring about this because after all, like what uh, – I don't know. It's like there is no benefit for us. It's just like whether or not 
the attacks against us go completely undefended or whether there is a modicum of like symbolic resistance to the Democrat program. That's really how – that's like the role of Congress at this point. After all, the Ukraine war will continue on regardless of the desires of the people actually elected to run our government. The welfare state will continue to grow. The deficit will continue to skyrocket to unimaginable amounts. I mean just some of the latest uh, numbers out of the – from the uh, – America's debt is just – I mean frankly the debt the, – the chart of debt, the, the line graph of America's debt, it's got some – it's got some 2020 election night vibes. It's got some straight vertical lines where just hundreds of billions of dollars are being fabricated from nowhere that we apparently owe interest on. It's, uh, it's complete nonsense. So that's all going to continue. Congress seems incapable or unwilling to do anything about that. Uh, the border is still going to be completely wide open. The crime wave is going to continue to crest. We're just going to continue to experience a downfall as we have, probably regardless of who's in the speaker position. So maybe it's not in the halls of Congress that our uh, rescue will come. Jim Jordan is now entertaining a speakership bid. That's from Politico, published this morning or maybe late last night, Representative Jim Jordan is having conversations with House GOP allies as he seriously entertains a bid for speaker. Two Republicans with direct knowledge told Politico. A person familiar with the situation said, an announcement that, said in an announcement that Jordan will throw his hat into the ring for speaker, not necessarily imminent, but could formally come by the end of the week. With Kevin McCarthy out of the speakership, the conservative Ohio Republican is weighing, jumping into the competitive race to replace him. And he might have some trouble with that. Steve Scalise also gauging support for speakership bid. I think he'd been the whip for a little while, right? Kevin Hearn, head, a leader of the largest House GOP group, weighs bid for the gavel as well. So lots of people potentially contending for this speakership role. And that'll be a, a wonderful distraction while the impeachment hearing gets sidelined and the Hunter Biden trial gets ignored and the corruption revelations about democratic congressmen get swept under the rug the most powerful InfoWars life formula yet dna force plus is now back in stock for 25 percent off while supplies last this elite formula contains the most cutting edge enzymes potent antioxidants and traditional naturally occurring ingredients to protect the vitality of your very dna the powerhouse ingredients in DNA Force Plus include PQQ, CoQ10, organic reishi mushroom, astrologous root, rhodiola root, and an array of even more incredible antioxidants and extracts carefully chosen to help support healthy heart function while promoting energy production down to the cellular level. Provide your cells and DNA with the protection they need and try a bottle of DNA Force Plus today for 25% off or for an additional 10% off Grab the combo pack with DNA Force Plus and Body's Whole Support. These offers and so much more are only available at InfoWarsStore.com. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today.
You're tuned in to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, folks. Continue talking a little bit about this uh, Kevin McCarthy ouster. Some of the interesting things that led up to it. We'll move on to some other political topics shortly and then on to some more uh, widespread conspiratorial topics as well. And I think, Chase, do you want to come in in the third hour? I think Chase is going to join us in the third hour. We're just going to co-host the third hour of uh, today's show, as that was one of the things I was talking about in the last segment, shaking it up. Show, Infowars shows with more than one host. What would that even look like? We don't know, so we're going to try it out in real time. We're going to do it live. So that'll be happening in the third hour. We'll open up the phone lines for your calls uh, at the end of this hour, beginning of the next hour. But let's let's take a look back, actually, at Matt Gates. He appeared he appeared on Timcast earlier this year, eight months ago, just after the vote for speaker. Remember, it was a very contentious vote, another record-setting instance with the Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy, where it took multiple rounds to figure out who would be. Speaker of the House, eventually, Kevin McCarthy uh, won that position, but now he's been ousted. So a couple record-setting events in McCarthy's tenure as uh, Speaker of the House, the first being that that tenure is the shortest ever. It's the first Speaker of the House to be ousted in this fashion. He also was the, uh, when elected Speaker of the House, it was, took the most number of rounds since like the 1800s. New York Times says that McCarthy's extraordinary downfall downfall reflects an ungovernable GOP, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. I mean, essentially what they're saying is uh, McCarthy being ousted represents the Republicans not just playing by the rule set in which they obediently acquiesce to the deep state monolithic control system and actually demand – you know, consequences from getting our people into power. Again, not just being speed bumps to the Democrats' racetrack. And in fact, I, I think uh, Cynical Publius on Twitter put this really well. He says, let me explain why the ouster of Speaker McCarthy is a good thing. When Democrats are in power, they ruthlessly and aggressively pursue their agenda with voters ele- uh, that their voters elected them on with a united front. When Republicans are in power, they immediately abandon the campaign promises they made, disregard the desire of their voters, and prioritize comity and bipartisanship while, never seeking, while seeking to never anger the mainstream p- press that despises them anyway. As a result, when Democrats are in power, we drive at warp speed into a totalitarian nightmare, whereas when Republicans are in power, we drive at a slightly slower speed into a totalitarian nightmare. With the exception of gun laws at the state level and in SCOTUS, we never roll back the horrific policies Democrats have been foisting on us for 85 years. This must change. Exiling McCarthy means we have said enough. We need a Republican majority that represents its voters just like the Democrats do. I don't care if exiling McCarthy, quote, cripples the institution. It's an institution that's corrupt to its very core and deserves being crippled. Excellent work, Matt Gates. So I, I thought he put that extremely well, and I think we all recognize that pattern. Democrats get into power, and it's just, just pedal to the metal, 
full acceleration. And when Republicans get into power, it's, it doesn't stop. We don't stop moving that direction. We just move that direction a little bit slower. And as he points out, the Republicans do everything they can to try to mitigate the vitriolic hatred of the Democrats and the mainstream media uh, to no avail. I mean, it doesn't help at all. They still get called all the names. They still get called Nazis. Like, it doesn't matter. So why they care is beyond me. Let's go to that video eight months ago where Matt Gates basically explains that this is exactly what's going on. He is opposing Kevin McCarthy not as a, uh, you know, sheep in, in or a wolf in sheep's clothing, you know, pretending to be a Republican, but sabotaging the Republican Party, but rather as an act of resistance against the uniparty deep state that runs things. So here is Matt Gates on Timcast, clip number five. This was eight months ago, just after Kevin McCarthy had become Speaker of the House. He believed that Washington was broken. The normal system of selecting leadership in both parties is based on the redistribution of lobbyists and special interest money. Like if you want to be the leader of your party, you basically have to raise and redistribute north of $100 million dollars. And Kevin McCarthy was so good at that, he raised and distributed about half a billion dollars over the course of the last election cycle. And so it creates a covenant that's not really built on trust or merit or vision, but trading money for political support. And we wanted to send a shock to that D.C. cartel system and to say, no, guess what? There's going to have to be a different way you get there. And the concessions we sought principally fell into like three buckets. So, I mean, this is the, this is the heart of the issue, right? This is the source of all of the problems that your position in DC doesn't really matter how popular you are. doesn't matter how many votes you get. It's all about money. It's all about how good you are at raising money. In other words, it's how good you are at capitulating to corporate interests. And that's just, the way that it works. And again, I would love to see this being an opportunity. After all, you know, some of the controversy around this has been Matt Gates actually working with people like Ilhan Omar and others from the squad. Again, you know, the, the moronic optimist in me says like this could be a chance to find some common ground with people that we generally disagree with in the sense that Nobody likes the fact that corporations run our government. It's been a terrible thing for everybody, whether your distrust of that is because you're a communist and you think it's a capitalistic influence or whether you're a InfoWars-style dissident right person that just thinks that these corporations are multinational, international in character, do not support America's best interest and are just as dangerous to humanity as anything the government does. We can all agree that it's this moneyed power that is the root of all evil in Washington, and it would have been nice – it would be nice to see Republicans and Democrats get together and say, hey, you know, we we might think that uh, the American people deserve to be treated differently. You know, what helps them might – you know, our prescription might be different, but we can get together and try to do something that frees us from the control of – the donor class. That would be nice. But then you actually hear the interviews with the Democrats in the House, 
and they are still so diabolically anti-Trump that like they – it clouds their brain. It's, it really is bizarre. I should have grabbed the clip. Maybe I'll try to find it during, uh, during the break. But it was an interview with uh, one of the House Democrats where literally he said you know, one of the reasons he wanted to oust Kevin McCarthy was because he was like, well, he said all the right things on January 6th. But then later he went to Mar-a-Lago and genuflected to Donald Trump. So like in their mind, literally just like being nice to Donald, like Donald Trump was president of the United States. Even the most hated president of the United States in history, like somebody like, uh, you know, George Bush, he's going to get a, you know, massive funeral. Everybody's going to go there and they're going to weep and he's going to be his corpse is going to be dragged across the entire United States. And there's going to be like nine funerals when he stops in different places and everybody's going to pay respects like that's the way it traditionally goes. But with Trump, it's like if you dare speak to the former president, then you are apparently a, a Nazi collaborator and sh- should be destroyed. So, you know, it's a, it's a hopeless wish, uh, thinking that the Democrats and Republicans could actually come together to do what's best for America. So even though McCarthy is a total swamp creature, I think we can uh, – We can rest assured that this isn't some new day in Washington where the partisanship has been put to the side so we can get what's best for the American people. No, it's just a dog and pony show. It really just is. Last year, we put this book out, The Great Reset and the War for the World. It became a number one national bestseller. Now we've put part two out, and it's even thicker and more powerful. The Great Awakening, the plan to defeat the globalists and launch the second great renaissance. This is such a powerful book. It covers all the globalist plans, the latest developments, how to stop them, and then gives an alternate plan of a society we could build together. That's why it's The Great Awakening. The Great Awakening is happening right now. You can get signed or unsigned copies of the book at InfoWarsStore.com. This is a historic book. I want to thank you all for your support. This is next level information, and it's a great way to not just support the broadcast, but inform yourself of the next level and share the book with friends and family. So, whether you want one copy or multiple copies, go now to InfoWarsStore.com and get The Great Awakening. This is going to go to number one. I want to thank you for your support. It's a powerful book. Get yours now. I'm a humble person, and I want to say that I'm just a man, but I'm not just a man. Just like you, no matter what color you are, whether you're a man or a woman. You were made by the creator of the universe who had a plan for you, who has a destiny for you. That's why the system hates you and fears you. That's why they hate me. It's because the spirit I carry is one of justice and truth and courage and honor and will and love. My friends, the enemy's coming after me, not because I'm a loser, but because I'm a winner. They're coming after you, not because you're a bad person, because you're a good person, because you love God and God loves you. And so I signed up for this. I signed up for this fight. And I'm not a victim. I'm an overcomer. But I can't fight this fight without you. That's why I want you to always remember that I appreciate you and I thank you because InfoWars is your fight. InfoWars is your baby. It's the thing you built. We did this together. So God bless you all. Let's keep fighting. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video.
folks. Welcome back. We're taking your calls throughout the second hour of today's program. So I'm going to go ahead and open up the phone lines right now. If you want to give us a call at American Journal, the number to dial is one 789 2539 That's one 789 2539 Give us a call here on American Journal, one 789 2539 Taking your calls throughout the second hour. We have a lot of... Uh, other stuff to talk about. I'm wondering where we should go next. I guess while we're still on the topic of uh, Kevin McCarthy, we, we can say a few more things about just politics in general. Again, I'm just sort of baffled at the interpretation of any of this from the mainstream media. This New York Times article is a Masterclass in insanity, I have to say. So we'll go, we'll go through that here. This is um, clip number six is Patrick McHenry, the new acting House Speaker, slamming the gavel down after he's taken up uh, his position. And we go ahead and, and roll this and just look at, look at how angry this guy is. Let's watch how angry this man uh, gets as he slams the gavel like a child. Let's watch. The chair declares the House in recess, subject to the call of the chair. <laughs> I'm very angry. <laughs> yeah, is that is that you're you're angry at what? You're angry that uh, this vote didn't go your way. You wonder if he's ever gotten that angry about the border being open or the Democrat machinations that they pull continuously these guys they don't get angry at the correct things i think that's the the big takeaway here there's no anger there's no fury there's no righteous indignation when we are just as a country looted to the bones for foreign aid that we're being invaded two million people have been encountered at the border this year that a majority of the people that have crossed or a minority? Have there been 4 million people who have come in this year or just the 2 million? I mean, we don't know. Nobody cares. Doesn't make the people in Washington mad. Uh, interrupting their little game. That makes them mad. Throwing a, a wrench in their spokes. That, you see the fury, just v- the bow tie is vibrating with anger at that. How dare you? How dare you stop us from surrendering the government to the Democrats? And this is – I think this is kind of a a telling statement from McCarthy. This is from the New York Times article. It says uh, – it basically talks about – it confirms what Matt Gates was uh, talking about in that last clip that we said. In other words, they say that he was previously known as more of a backslapper and prolific fundraiser. Then a legislative wizard, right? That's why he got his position because he's good at getting money from the millionaires and billionaires by selling out the country. They say he failed to master the art of corralling a deeply divided Republican Party that could never quite bring itself to rally behind him when it came time to choose normalcy over chaos. This is the way it's always presented, normalcy over chaos. It'd be so chaotic to set things right. I'd be so chaotic to actually demand that our representatives do the thing that we elect them to do. It's better to just keep it normal, keep it quiet. Like 
I don't know. There's so much in these sentences. When it came time to choose normalcy over chaos. See, they have, like at this point, the people that are staging the true revolution, like we are in a revolution, Victor Davis, uh, Victor Davis Hanson went on, like he's an eminent historian, went on Tucker Carlson to explain in the historical context the revolution that America is going through. We are clearly going through a Bolshevik-style revolution, just at a slightly slower pace. But we're in this weird position where those carrying out this revolution already have all of the power. It's very odd. It's very bizarre where like – the people that are the revolutionary-minded people, they already have control of the media. They already have control of most corporations. They already have basically total control of the governmental apparatus. And yet – so – but they're not, they're not holding revolution against themselves. They're just like occupying these positions and using them to destroy the American system piece by piece, piecemeal. So normal, normalcy – the normal way things go is to have the American system and economy and people slowly but surely, systematically dissected, just taken apart piece by piece, disassembled and destroyed. And I guess it would be chaotic to stop that, right? It's like if somebody every day comes into your house and, and steals money from you. And that's normal. It's normal that just every day somebody comes into your house without your permission, rifles through your drawer, takes money, and leaves. That's very normal. Now, if you try to stop them, then there's going to be a fight, and it's going to be chaotic because that person doesn't want to be stopped. They'll fight you if you try to stop them. So let's not have chaos. Let's just keep with the normalcy. This is all normal. It's all very normal for you to be robbed and and dislocated and and destroyed so let's just keep the normalcy going we don't want chaos by fighting the people that are robbing us with the gop base increasingly hungry for insurgency and confrontation yeah in other words representation and stopping the democrats which is what you're elected to do but again it's just you can just imagine like a normal person reading through this somebody who's not like hyper into politics or that has just like a skeptical cynical eye and they come away with just this idea this this vision of just like the government as this major bureaucracy corporation that's just chugging along doing its best and hey it doesn't get things right sometimes but it's all good people just chugging along just doing their best and then here come in the the crazy right-wingers that are just like messing everything up and trying to shove the guy over and just like messing just destroying everything throwing sticks in the spokes like that's the feeling that you come away with that it's just like ah chaotic frenetic madness when the the right wing gets anything let's just go back to just like everything's normal just cruising along chugging along And this is the statement from McCarthy that that really illustrates what's happening here. He says about the people that ousted him, they don't get to say they're conservative because they're angry and they're chaotic. They don't get to say they're conservative because they're angry and they're chaotic. As if people that want to – like what do you – I consider myself conservative. Why do I consider myself conservative? Because I'm Christian, because I believe in the founding principles of America, because – I don't think that change is just good because it's change, right? Change can be good. Change can also be bad. But what we're progressing into, the change that we've experienced and that's being pushed on us and that's coming down the pipe that we know is coming down the pipe has been 
universally bad for everyone. It's not, it's not good change. It's not even remotely good change. It's been devastating to even the people that this change is predicated on helping. So I want to conserve morality. I want to conserve the nation. I want to conserve the old way of life where you have families and children and communities that are safe and not everything is institutionalized and corporate and soulless and plastic and homogenized, where you have true diversity of thought and culture cooperating, right? Not diversity that is cacophony, but rather harmony with different instruments playing different sounds, but all at the same key and the same tune. So it actually sounds like a symphony rather than just, just madness blaring noise. That's why I consider myself conservative. And the fact that the Republican Party is doing nothing to stop the madness, the fact that the Democrats are on a suicidal mission to tear out by the roots any semblance of continuity and continuation of the policies and the institutions that have served us well in the past, yeah, yeah, you get a little angry. You get a little angry at the fact that our country is being destroyed. You get a little worked up at the fact that nobody's doing anything to stop it. The border's wide open. The Ukraine war is uh, continuous and going to last forever, that they're robbing us half of our money to pay for the nonsense that serves nobody but themselves. The fact that we're having millions of dollars poured into foreign aid, that COVID lockdown centralized trillions of dollars into the hands of the ultra elite by robbing the middle class. I mean, it's just, it goes on and on and on. But to these people, to these Republicans in Washington, to be angry isn't conservative. To have emotion isn't conservative. To do something to stop the madness of the liberal communists, well, that's not very conservative. You're supposed to do it in a calm fashion. Like that, this is everything to me. He doesn't think you're conservative if you're angry. I mean, is there anything else to say? Like, why do you think we lose? Why do you think we constantly lose? Because rather than get angry and fight back, rather than do something to prevent the destruction of our country, they would much rather very calmly, very respectably, reasonably surrender our sovereignty and die. My fellow patriots, the trifecta has not been in stock for years. Many of these products have been sold out for years, but we've not had all three of them at once together at InfoWarsStore.com for 40% off. This is your best opportunity at the lowest price to support the broadcast, but more importantly, experience DNA Force Plus, Real Red Pill Plus, and Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula. All three of these products are back in stock right now for a limited time at 40% off. It would take me an hour to tell you about what's in DNA Force Plus or Real Red Pill Plus or Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula. Go to InfoWarsStore.com, read about these products, find out why they're so game-changing, and get yours today. DNA Force Plus, Real Red Pill Plus, Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula, all three back in stock. It's the trifecta sale, 40% off for a limited time at InfoWarsStore.com, and it keeps us on air. You're watching The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch live right now at band.video. Welcome back, folks. This is The American Journal, Infowars.com, band.video. We're going to talk a lot about crime today. We're going to talk a lot about 
corruption, it's just ubiquitous, free speech being destroyed across the world. And, of course, the World Economic Forum is meeting to decide how to take advantage and exploit all of the crises that they themselves have created. Isn't that nice? Let's go out to phone calls, though, because we are going to take phone calls throughout this uh, second hour. And a lot of people have called in about the uh, McCarthy ouster. So we'll go to some of those calls first. Let's go to Alvin in Austin. Thanks for calling in. Uh, you say 11 Republicans in the entire House come together. Go ahead, Alvin. You're on the air. Yeah, so you got uh, so you got you guys constantly coming on, telling uh, your audience that um, that Democrats are awful, they're evil, they're pedophiles, they're anything uh, that 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 you guys can conjure up. And right, that, right. We we accurately report any, on any the Democrat. morality and character of Democrats. Yes, right, 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 right. 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 Yeah, every time. Yeah. yeah. So um, uh, so uh, and that anything that they uh, that they want is is going to be terrible. And now you've well, got short-sighted, um, uh, short-sighted, you've got nonsensical, saying, generally bad for the the country. Yeah, yeah, right, 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 yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you got Gates saying um, uh, McCarthy is, um, uh, you know, he worked with the Democrats to avoid the shutdown, and so we need to oust him. And so Gates aligns with all of the Democrats to do effectively everything that the Democrats want. What? What is this cognitive dissonance that you're asking oh, this? Uh, you can't. You can't curse. Now we have to hang up. I wish I uh, wish we could have had a conversation. But uh, what, what? I get. Don't cuss, Alvin, because um, we will have to hang up on you. But um, what exact? What is the cognitive dissonance that you are uh, suggesting that that we're we're sending to our audience? What, what, what exactly have I said about the uh, ouster of McCarthy? So far, I've just basically said I don't really care. That it's like right. you, you kind of a bunch of nonsense. You, you, you said it's good, and um, uh, the you know the the, the fact that the, the fact that that um, yep. Yep. that you guys are promoting that uh, that the uh-huh. Democrats. Um, have voted out your uh, your speaker. You know, uh, you're handing you're handing the Democrats what they want. How how on earth is that in Republicans' best interest? What uh, has Ma- what is McCarthy what, what has McCarthy done to uh, not give the Democrats what they want? I mean, uh, McCarthy's been speaker for what eight months now. Uh, have the Democrats been denied anything with him? Being Speaker of the House, like, I mean, they've gotten the Ukraine funding, they've gotten the, uh, I mean, they've gotten everything, right? So what what exactly is it that uh, McCarthy's done, you know, that, that would make you think that keeping him in office as Speaker of the House would uh, not be, or like right. would be bad for the Democrats? Right, but now now you have Gates. Um, well, the Democrats clearly don't think it's good for him to stay in uh, to stay in office as the speaker because they voted to oust him. And you've got Gates handing the Democrats what they want. So, uh, how is this not going against um, uh, going against your best interest? And how 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 is your audience supposed to square this? this okay, go, now uh, we get, now we got to hang up on you. Okay, uh, we could have. Uh... We could have kept talking. I, I, I don't even know if Alvin was a Democrat or Republican. I don't even understand uh, 
what what he was saying there. Uh, Sean in California says McCarthy ouster is a good thing. Uh, we'll go to him on the other side. Uh, to our audience, think whatever you want. I'm not telling you what to think, how not to think. I, I don't even know. I, I don't even really care about any of what goes on in Washington. It's all, I keep calling it a dog and pony show. And apparently that's me uh, vociferously agreeing with whatever's going on. I just think Kevin McCarthy's a bad record of the hearts and minds of the American people. It's the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is the American Journal taking your phone calls about uh, the McCarthy ouster today. I don't know where this idea comes from that we're trying to tell our audience what to think. We open up the phone lines so you can tell us what to think. At least that's what I do. I, I don't know. I mean, there's it's it's like I said earlier. I mean, it's hard to even know how much this matters in the big picture. I mean, you've got World Economic Forum sitting up there in in Davos, Switzerland, talking about how the next the the next plan. Now that all of their plans have failed miserably, by the way, that's part of the um, clip that we keep playing the the water clip that maybe we don't uh, harp on enough as. It represents a admission of our total victory, a mission of their complete failure to swindle the world's population in the way that they intended to do, right? The woman says in that clip where she's talking about how, well, we didn't solve COVID because not everyone got vaccinated. And so now we need to go after the water because everyone understands water. And what she says in that clip is, Maybe with water, we won't fail like we failed so miserably on everything else. Like you get that they have failed miserably on everything else because InfoWars and and the people we've inspired and and paved the way for have exposed what they're doing and people have resisted it and understood the big picture, the reality of what all of these policies really entail. So we've achieved a massive victory on that front. What, you know, Kevin McCarthy being speaker is going to do to stop the marching on of the global government, I can't, I can't really possibly say. And then you get into just like, I don't know, the, the whole thing is just such a, such, just such a silly game they're all playing. And it's all just these isolated, sequestered, I mean, if you know people that work in D.C. and work on Capitol Hill, like the way they describe it as this as if it's like a spaceship, as if it's like not on Earth. It's this little it's this little colony, this little bubble world where inside everybody who's elected gets treated like a king. And they I mean, they just every everything they want is delivered to them immediately and they're weighted on hand and foot uh, and they actually develop like that's why you have people who been in office for a long time. Like you can almost see it develop in real time this superiority complex this i'm better than everybody else as they are raking in millions of dollars off you know insider knowledge of stock trading uh, tips and it's just it's a corrupt den of thieves who's going to be the charge of the den of thieves i got okay who cares honestly i really don't but then it's like okay but then they vote on things that are destroying us we need to pay attention in some regard because that is there's some power that resides in there even if it's not confronting or or having any noticeable effect on the bigger picture stuff 
if we could in a fantasy world actually have a Republican majority that was legitimately and appropriately conservative and angry, then yeah, we could we could do something to fix all of these problems. But as it is, it's just like who's going to be the conductor of the out of control train? Doesn't matter. The train's out of control. Let's go to Sean in California. You say the McCarthy ouster is a good thing. I'm I'm open to that interpretation. Go ahead, Sean. You're on the air. There, sir. Can you hear me? Okay. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, I apologize. I'm in commute, so if I cut out, let me know. But uh, I had some questions for you. They're kind of a yes or no questions. You've heard the phrase "the enemy, the friend, the enemy of my enemy is my friend," correct? Right. Okay. So we have an election coming up in 2024, correct? Right. Okay. Are we a nation of contracts and laws, or a nation of men? Well, the, theoretically or actually, uh, it's a different a different answer. Well, the, the point is, Harrison, is Gates got everyone to expose whether or not they'll honor their contract before a major election coming up. So he masterfully played both parties and got, you know, essentially uh, someone who was signing America First agenda out of the way. So uh, it might throw a little bit of chaos into the mix in the short term, but I think uh, we're actually going to come out of this a lot better. Your comments. Uh, yeah, you know, I hope so. Again, I, I honestly, it just, I don't know. It just seems like a, like a distraction to me. I don't know. Um, I really don't. I just don't. I mean, I don't like Kevin McCarthy. I like Matt Gates. Uh, in general, that's how I feel about it. Uh, but uh, no, I, I, I think it's an, that's an interesting point. I wonder what the uh, effects on 2024, uh, what this is going to have. Uh, you know, we'll see. And hopefully we'll get somebody better than McCarthy. I think Jim Jordan would be very good in that position. I doubt he'll get the, uh, but you know, every, like everybody has cognitive dissonance on this, right? The, the clip I keep talking about that I, I will just go and find, cause if I'm going to keep referencing it, then we should probably just play it. But you know, it's that, uh, democratic congressman basically saying he wants to get rid of McCarthy because McCarthy genu- he says genuflected to Donald Trump, but the person Organizing this ouster is like the top Trump MAGA dude in Congress, Matt Gates. So it's like the sides are mixed up here. The, the partisanship is not exactly the uh, division you know, going on right here because you've got the most MAGA person, Matt Gates, ousting somebody, Democrats voting with Matt Gates because they're anti-MAGA. So, I mean, none of it really makes any sense. It's all sort of flip-floppy up in the air, so – you know, it's just a bunch of nonsense. Let's go to uh, – thanks for the call, Sean. Let's go to Mike in New York. Uh, Matt Gates' clip from yesterday. Uh, what, what clip from you? Yeah, the speech that he was giving uh, yesterday where he says, you know, I don't think ousting Kevin McCarthy is chaos. I think, you know, $3 trillion in debt is chaos or whatever. $33 trillion in debt is chaos. Uh, go ahead, Mike. Well, what do you have to say about that speech he gave yesterday? Hey, good morning, Harrison. Um, it was actually not about that one. It was uh, it was about his uh, appearance on Laura Ingram. But before I get into that, I just want to give you an on, on the ground report. Um, I am a postal service worker, and as far as yesterday, um, I received my first COVID home test kit that get delivered to people's homes. Uh, I received my first ones in over a year yesterday. So, Infowars is tomorrow's news today. Um, this is why we're all here, and I just want to confirm that this is a go, and um, 
it's, they're, they're, it's coming back. People are buying it. They're getting them sent to their house. Uh, I had three home test kits delivered yesterday. I got another five today. Um, so it's coming back. Um, so so you're, 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 you mean you're, you're a mail carrier and you're delivering these to people's homes? Oh, yeah. They're, they're taxpayer paid for. And all through COVID last time we were doing this, it cut off for about a year. And now it's ramping back up again starting yesterday. InfoWars Tomorrow's News State. today. Thank you for that, uh, for that insight, Matt, uh, Mike. Yeah, it's, oh, it's coming back all right. So uh, thank you for that. Well, what, is, what was the Matt Gates uh, speech you were talking about yesterday? Yeah, so he was on Laura Ingram, and this quote is so nice. Uh, you guys probably heard it, but I want to make sure. It's so nice. We got to hear it twice. Uh, he, he said to Lauren Ingram, she asked him about how Trump feels about uh, this move that he made yesterday. And uh, I, I wrote down the quote, uh, and this is quoted. He says, I believe I'm in pretty good standing with the former president. You will see me on the campaign trail with him soon. And by the way, you know who you won't see on the campaign trail at a big rally? Kevin McCarthy, because if Kevin McCarthy took the stage at a Trump rally, he would be booed off like Lindsey Graham. Hmm. Yeah. And of course, Lindsey Graham's very mad at this. Like that's the thing. It's, it's making all the right people angry. So I, I don't know how, how bad it really is. I mean, I, th- I really see this as an attack against the establishment that Kevin McCarthy represents, right? This is an attack because look at what Trump did when he was president. He tried to play the game with these people. He tried to do all the right things to get them on board. He really did try to work with congressional Republicans and senators. They just shafted him every possibility, they every possible chance they could. So, like, why would you keep entertaining their lies? Why would you keep going back to them and hoping that they've changed? They're not changing. So oust them, get rid of them, whatever. It can't be worse than them in office, right? I, I mean, I don't know. What, what's your take on that um yeah i mean i think at least we got somebody who's holding up to their word i mean mccarthy went back on everything he said that he was going to do pretty much and even if he went halfway on some stuff listen it's it, we're in dire needs here you know what i'm saying we we're in dire straits indeed more phone calls on the other side stay with us we'll be back with the american journal on the other side good infowarsstore.com to support us We have not had this many of our best-selling products back in stock in years because of supply chain breakdowns and all the rest of the stuff that's going on. And these are game-changing products. It's like our information's game-changing. These products are incredible. And I'm personally glad that these are now back in stock. All three of the InfoWars Platinum flagship products that have been sold out for months are now back in stock, but a very limited run because we only had a budget to get Three or 4,000 bottles of each one of these. I think we've got 4,000 bottles of the HGH Max Boost that people love so much. We've got about 4,000 bottles of 1776 Testosterone Boost that just came in. And we've got about 3,000 bottles of Pain MD, incredible natural pain reliever situation. All three of these are back in stock, and they're incredible, and they fund our operation at InfoWarsStore.com. The eugenicists over 100 years ago were very public about their plans. They financed major universities. They ran full-page stories and advertisements pushing their propaganda at the New York Times, other major newspapers, that the family as we know it is a bad thing and must be ended. And the first step in that is getting women out of the household and teaching women that 
cooking dinner and taking care of your sons and daughters and husbands is a bad thing. And I was just sitting here tonight making dinner for my daughter, my four and a half year old daughter. My wife makes dinner a lot of times, but I like to make it as well. I love to make breakfast. And literally, it's the funnest thing on earth to make food for your family and be nurturative and then all sit down together and have that communal event. And that's what the system is attacking and bombarding, is our normal biological actions are coming together. They really are sick, evil, scientific cult of filth that want to domesticate us and turn us into lab rats. We cannot let this continue. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back, folks. This is the American Journal taking your phone calls. We got it. We're talking about uh, crime too. Crime is just reaching kind of terrifying levels at this point. And we'll go to that in uh, in just a second. We'll go out to your phone calls before then. Let's go to. Anybody else who wants to talk about Matt Gates? Toven, Ontario, line 10. Co- Toven, Ontario, thanks for calling in. You say Matt Gates waited too long to get upset. Uh, yeah, good morning, Harrison. Um, yeah, like it's, uh, they, they tried to get him in 15 times, and then he gave them like an eight-month latitude there. Like, why wasn't he trying to get rid of him after a month or two months? And also... Um, how does everybody feel about MTG supporting uh, Kevin McCarthy? Well, she thought that they would be able to pressure him into, you know, doing things the right way. I don't know if she's made. I, I haven't seen any statements from her about uh, his ouster, but she worked pretty hard to to get him in there. But she didn't vote him out, though, did she? I don't think so. No. So I would think, like, I agree a lot with what you say. I think everything is kind of a kabuki show. I think it's all distraction, and I think probably 90% of the Congress said it is all compromise. Like, what we should be dealing with is the higher-ups, like you said, like the Weffers, and and figure out uh, what their game plan is. And here's the final question is, do you think that, like, you know how Alex and you guys always talk about how um, how the the deep state and the and the globalists are kind of hurting right now? Do you think they didn't factor that into all their calculations, especially with their AI and brain trust, that everything that's kind of back, you know, not going 100% was already, like, uh, taken into account? Uh, what, what do you mean? I mean, I think they're... They're still driving ahead, you know, as, as fast as they can. I, I, I mean, the way we always explain it is, I mean, first they give you the option to come along. I mean, it's like the, it's like the scene in 300 or it's like the temptation of Christ, you know, in the desert with the, the devil going, hey, I'll give you the world. You'll get everything you want. Just surrender yourself to me. Like this is the way the globalists work. They first ask you to willfully come along by offering you you know, gifts, offering you power, and then if you don't, then they resort to violence. They attack you and, and do it anyway against your will, uh, but they would rather have you not fight back. They'd rather have you just come along willingly. So their plans, their attempts to psyop 
the people of the world into just willfully surrendering themselves to the globalist uh, keeps failing, and they don't quite have the power yet to just implement it outright full force because there's still some you know, uh, burning embers of, of liberty in the hearts of Americans and, and people around the world. So they can't exactly just come out and attack us right out. So uh, they are failing. They are having to like change their tactics and try new things, and each one is more ridiculous than the last. But they're, as we speak, using AI to facilitate uh, the transfer of power away from nations to the, the global government. Uh, so they're, they're certainly using uh, AI to do that. Now, in that same vein, this story from Zero Hedge, uh, talking about Kevin McCarthy's ouster, defense stocks fall as paralyzed house with no speaker puts U.S.-Ukraine aid at risk. So one tangible outcome of Kevin McCarthy's ouster has been that uh, Ukraine can't drain us of more money. Hardline Republicans were angered by McCarthy's willingness to fund Ukraine's war while arguing that the money could have been better spent to protect the southern border and restore law and order in imploding major U.S. cities. The historic ouster of the speaker has weighed on defense stocks as traders anticipate challenges for the new speaker in securing further funding for Ukraine. So this was a key aspect of Kevin McCarthy's ouster, and apparently it has already, you know, it's probably already saved lives. It's probably already saved lives as... uh, the weapons being delivered at least slow down for the moment. So this is a major blow to the deep state who thrives and survives on proliferation of war. So there's that. Uh, thanks for the call, Tove. Let's go to uh, Chris in North Carolina talking about the next year's election and whether it's even going to happen or not. Thanks for calling in. Chris, you're on the air. Hey, Harrison, can you hear me okay? Yes, sir. I hear you great. Excellent. Yep. Uh, long-time listener and supporter, and uh, thank you guys for all you do. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, my question is, you know, Alex, to kind of piggyback on what Alex was saying yesterday, whether or not <clears throat> the election is even going to happen, um, why would they instigate or speed up this, you know, World War Three scenario where they can implement martial law and or, you know, even just suspend the election altogether? If it's been proven that they can basically steal the election with impunity and pretty much do anything they want, you know, with those actions. So, like, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, it's a good it's a good question. I think uh, they they clearly have shown that they are willing and able to steal the election as they did in 2020. But that may have been uh, a one time opportunity for them as once that happened, now everybody's on alert. You know, 2022 wasn't a big presidential election year, so, you know, they, they did some tricks there, too. But I think it's going to be a lot harder for them uh, in 2024 to do it. And, I mean, it's certainly a possibility that there's no election in 2024. I think it's much more likely that, again, they either use COVID or war or whatever. I mean, you know, COVID, the, the big thing was the mail-in ballots. Like, that's the way they cheated. The mail-in ballots were necessary. The drop boxes were necessary. All these things were in place. A lot of those things have been removed and rolled back. Others have been doubled down. I mean, it's it's a ever-changing landscape that they're having to deal with. And look, no matter right. what, war benefits them, right? No matter what, the war progresses their ideas, their, their, their programs. Like, all of it is progressed significantly if America were to enter a war. But as we pointed out, elsewhere like they try to 
you know, do a draft or something like that. It's just not going to work. That's just not going to happen because they know that the American people are not going to go fight for this American government. It's just if the choice is, is presented in that way, it's going to be the government that they're going to be fighting against, not for. That's just my prediction. What do you think about that? Yeah, I kind of I kind of agree with some of the things, some of the points you're making there. Um, I could see more of like a martial law scenario, you know, um, in lieu of like a like a health crisis, like a national like COVID, like you mentioned, where they really they really, really go full out, you know, authoritarian and just try to use our own military against us. Um, or, you know, the fact that, like, if you if you they want to emulate the Ukraine scenario where they basically just suspended le- elections altogether over there, you know, because of the war. I know the constitutionality of it probably says otherwise, but we all know that they use the constitution in this country pretty much like toilet paper. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it hasn't, hasn't stopped them before. Well, thank you very much uh, for the call, Chris. We'll go back to more of your calls on the other side. We'll also talk about the string of murders that have taken place across the United States and what they all have in common. We'll cover that on the other side and show you the really kind of brutal video of the so-called COO of Antifa was stabbed in New York City. Very easily avoidable situation. Stay tuned for that. We'll be back on the other side. More of your phone calls and those videos. Don't go anywhere, folks. Last year, we put this book out. The Great Reset and the War for the World. It became a number one national bestseller. Now we've put part two out, and it's even thicker and more powerful. The Great Awakening, the plan to defeat the globalists and launch the second great renaissance. This is such a powerful book. It covers all the globalist plans, the latest developments, how to stop them, and then gives an alternate plan of a society we could build together. That's why it's The Great Awakening. The Great Awakening is happening right now. You can get signed or unsigned copies of the book at InfoWarsStore.com. This is a historic book. I want to thank you all for your support. This is next level information, and it's a great way to not just support the broadcast, but inform yourself of the next level and share the book with friends and family. So whether you want one copy or multiple copies, go now to InfoWarsStore.com and get The Great Awakening. This is going to go to number one. I want to thank you for your support. It's a powerful book. Get yours now. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today. Putting the power of conversation into the caller's hands. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. All right, folks, welcome back. This is The American Journal. Kind of my... uh, Got kind of my adrenaline pumping previewing this video that we're about to see video released of the stabbing in New York city that left a, uh, leftist activist dead. So we'll show you that video in just a second. There've been a couple cases in just the last week of almost exactly the same, like very similar things happening over and over. And we'll talk, we'll, we'll talk about those in just a second, but, the wider crime report is things are bad. Things are really, 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 really bad in America right now. 
and it's um, I don't think the American people are ready for it. Like obviously, leftists are just completely incapable of of comprehending what's going on. But you don't have to be uh, a uh, Black Lives Matter supporter to be victims of this. Of course, the overall lawlessness contributes to all of this, especially at the southern border from post-millennial. Suspect in custody after gang rape of 11-year-old girl who was lured by auntie, plied with alcohol, and locked in a basement with two other girls in Bemidji, Minnesota. 22-year-old man from Texas has been charged in connection with the alleged, uh, alleged sexual assault of a Minnesota girl. And I believe this was originally reported that uh, he was an illegal immigrant. But I don't see that in this, in this article, so that might not have been accurate. According to KSTP police in Bemidji, Minnesota, they received a call from the Stanford Medical Center's emergency department on September 23rd, alerting them that an 11-year-old had been admitted to the hospital with injuries typically sustained via sexual assault. She had numerous cuts all over her body and said she was in pain. The girl told investigators she had been dragged into a car full of men by a woman described as her auntie and a paper bag had been put over her head. She was brought to a house where she was subsequently tied up, pushed down the stairs, and forced by her relative to drink alcohol. She then was allegedly raped by a group of men. The victim was eventually able to escape with the help of at least one underage female being held in the house. She recalled one girl who was tied up and unconscious in a closet, two who were next to her when she was assaulted, and one other. The status of the other captives have not been revealed. You know, it just makes you wonder how many other – okay, here, yeah, here it is, yeah um, – Luna, who fit the description given by the victim, was subsequently arrested via warrant for a different offense committed in nearby Hennepin County. Eleven other men, all of whom were identified as illegal immigrants, were taken away from the United States Border Patrol officers to be processed. As CARE 11 reports, Luna admitted that he knew the auntie but denied having sexually assaulted the girl. So, again, you know, I, I really hate like even reporting on this sort of stuff. It is such a horrific story. It's literally 11-year-old girls like tied up unconscious in closet it's horrifying and yet this is what's being allowed because we just we just can't get a handle on anything there's just not enough resources i mean when you're spending billions of dollars at the southern border when you're spending trillions of dollars just overseas on on wild boondogs like this it's just not enough time resources or energy to uh deal with the normal crimes because the insane outrageous ones are just expanding exponentially. So this is obviously a a direct consequence of the open borders. 11 illegal immigrants arrested in a gang rape ring targeting 11-year-old girls in a small town in Minnesota with a population of around 15,000 people. This isn't a big city problem. This isn't an on-the-border problem. This is a nationwide problem now. It's like we don't even know what's going on. I don't know, did you hear about four 11-year-old girls missing in this small town? You know, no reports on that. It's not until one of them escapes literally like a, like a Hollywood movie. I don't know how she escaped out the window or something and like flees to some 
safe place and gets help. And then, then we hear about this, but of course it doesn't become a mainstream media bonanza because it, you know, would put at risk their policy of open borders if it were to be revealed that this is the type of thing legal immigrants are doing in this country. Of course, just about every day at the Roosevelt Hotel in New York City, police are being called because of domestic assaults or something of the sort. Venezuela is emptying its prisons and sending people here, so maybe that explains it. And it just – it really is like astonishing how the mainstream media can choose just like a random – just out of nowhere coincidence or not coincidence, but just like occurrence and just make it the biggest thing in the world. I mean, they can have people marching, they can get laws changed. They can take some random, like the, the shooting in, in Georgia with the guys who just got 20 years for shooting the, um, Ahmed Arbery, the Ahmed Arbery case, right? Not like indicative. It's not something that's like happening all the time where it's like, oh, they're reporting on this, but it's just one point in a larger trend that shows that this is happening all over the place and it needs attention. Like it was just a total out of nowhere, one off, like random occurrence, unlike any other occurrence really anywhere else in America. And yet it gets so much attention and it's treated as if it's symbolic of systematic problems that need to be changed. Or meanwhile, you've got systematic policies of the united states directly leading to things like this things like 11 year old girls being tied up and sexually assaulted for god knows how long and it just is totally silent it's just treated as like oh what a what a what a tragedy anyway moving on house of horrors so 11 legal immigrants 11 foreigners brought into this country by the Biden administration I mean, I would wonder, I would not be surprised. I'd actually be willing to bet money that at least a few of those girls were brought across the border by people other than their parents. I bet these girls are some of the 85,000 children that have gone missing as a result of the Biden administration's failure to keep up with the people that they are letting into this country. I mean, we've covered it. The fact that they bring in uh, like – and you've probably seen the videos. We have some we can pull up where literally there's videos of illegal immigrant like migrant caravans and they have children that are drugged. Like the children are just completely out of it. They kind of look like they're asleep but they're like half awake and they're just like groggy and they're – I mean so you literally have like drugged children being brought across the border. If they're even caught by the Border Patrol, then the Border Patrol – we've seen the whistleblower documents – We'll put them on a plane, send them to another city, hand them over to somebody who may be their family, may not be their family, doesn't even say that they're their family. There's no way of knowing because those people have no identity because it's actually policy of the American government that you can use the transfer documents of the child as identification. Okay, so if you're transferring a child to an adult – and then you're saying this transfer document is your identification. That means they don't have any identification, meaning you're giving a child to an unidentified adult. And then the policy is like, and then we'll give you a call in a month. And 85,000 children have been given away to adults and never been seen again, never been contacted. They get reached out to by the 
you know, border authorities, no answer. They just disappear. So how many houses in small-town America have little girls tied up in the closet? I wonder. I wonder. Will we ever get an answer? Or is this just the anarcho-tyranny that we're supposed to deal with? I mean, you... You, you know, spread anti-Semitic flyers in uh, Florida. You're getting arrested, mister. You uh, drug a child. Sexually assault him. You're probably getting away with it. And that's just modern reality in America. Disgusting. I have been in a 28-year marathon battle with a globalist. I have come from nowhere to the very heights of politics, not just in America, but in the world. We are engaging the globalists at point blank range in the information war. But I don't deserve the credit. Yes, I've persevered, but the listeners and viewers who support InfoWars are the real reason we've had the success. We're having now the greatest victories in the fight against the new world order we've ever had. We are now entering the final mile of the marathon. And that's why today it's more important than ever to realize how important you've been in this fight and to continue in the efforts you've been carrying out and to intensify them. God bless you all. I salute you. I thank you. And I beg you to intensify what you're doing now because we are over the target and history is happening. The fight is my fight. It's your fight. It's our fight. God bless you all. Why do you think the globalists are desperately trying to censor everybody? Why are they attacking myself and Donald Trump and Elon Musk and everybody else? Because they can't get through this giant megalomaniacal power grab if we're here exposing them. But we're not just exposing their operation. In my new book, we give you the solutions to build a new, better world, an alternative to Klaus Schwab's You Will Eat the Bugs. This is The Great Awakening. The plan to defeat the globalist and launch the second great renaissance. It's a companion to my last book that was a number one worldwide bestseller. And this book is even thicker and even more powerful. Get your copy of The Great Awakening today at InfoWarsStore.com. Either signed as a fundraiser, and I thank you for the support, or unsigned. But whatever you do, take action now. We're fighting for you, but we can't keep on if you don't support us. So please, get the historic book now. Go now to InfoWarsStore.com and get The Great Awakening. The Great Awakening at InfoWarsStore. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, folks, we'll go back out to your phone call shortly. I didn't mean to get quite so hung up on that last story, but it is just that horrific. But I do want to talk a little bit more about crime. We're going to talk about the three murders that have taken place in the last week of basically prominent anti-police, pro-Antifa, pro-Black Lives Matter activists, one a journalist, one a, uh, you know, what calling himself the COO of Antifa, and then that uh, tech company CEO in Baltimore, all of them uh, murdered. In each one of those cases, there was a distinct lack of self preservation instinct that I want to highlight but that's not necessary to be a victim of crime these days 
In fact, crime is so widespread, so mishandled, criminality so rampant and unpunished. One thing that we didn't cover nearly enough, I don't think, I meant to get to it back when it first broke, was the fact that you remember the former police chief, the retired police chief who was run over by those teenagers who filmed it and posted it on social media. And one of the suspects in that, one of the you know, people who did it, told their arresting officer, told somebody, and it was reported to the media, that basically they were going to get a slap on the wrist. They were just like, yeah, I'm not going to get in trouble for this. And we saw the same thing with uh, a murderer in Houston a few months ago. The, or not the murderer, but the guy who uh, paralyzed the mother, Asian woman, at an ATM. He attacked her and body slammed her and broke her spine. And he said the same thing, right? He's like, I'm going to be out tomorrow. Like he's on jail, a jail phone call telling his friend, like, nah, they're not going to do anything to me. I'll be out in a week. It's fine. And like this idea that you can soften your reaction to crime, that you can let people off the hook or, you know, give them probation rather than prison or, you know, give them uh, no cash bail, like as if that doesn't affect the behavior of criminals. The criminals are telling you it's affecting their behavior. Teen Braggs will get a slap on the wrist for killing ex-police chief in hit and run. Like this goes in to their decision on whether or not to commit a crime. You have a criminal nature, but you're like, ooh, but if I do that, they'll kill me. I better not do that. Oh, if I do that, I'll be in prison for the rest of my life. I'll be beaten half to death. Like they're not going to do the thing. If they know because this happened to them before where they're like, last time I did a crime, I was out the next day. It was awesome. Then they're going to do the crime. So like this contributes, the overall attitude towards crime contributes to the growth of crime. That should be obvious, but apparently I have to explain it. And at this point, like it doesn't matter who you are or where you are. You can be a victim of a crime. This is a local story, no national attention, obviously, here in Austin, but horrifying and literally anybody. This could be literally – this victim could be anybody. This person wasn't making any mistakes. They didn't do anything wrong. They weren't not being careful. We don't even know what happened. This is how just routine crime is at this point. Austin woman whose body was found inside wrecked vehicle off I-35 died from gunshot wound, police say. Teresa Gandy Ferguson, 46, whose body was found inside a wrecked vehicle that rolled off an I-35 exit ramp over the weekend, died of an apparent gunshot wound, APD has said. This case is being investigated as Austin's 48th homicide of 2023, and detectives are asking for the community's assistance in gathering information regarding the shooting that led to Ferguson's death. They didn't even know she was shot. Nobody even heard or reported the gunshot. This woman was just driving down the main thoroughfare of Austin, I-35, Interstate 35, some other driver, I guess, shot her, just killed her dead while she was exiting the highway. Her car just rolled down and crashed. Apparently, her iPhone recognized the crash. Police said an automated emergency call was placed to 911 after an Apple iPhone detected a vehicle collision. The operator who answered the emergency call told police officers there was an open line but no one speaking. Minutes later, additional 911 callers reported that a vehicle reported that a vehicle with a non-responsive driver rolled down the exit ramp of I-35. Officers arrived at the scene 
and realized that she had died of an apparent gunshot wound. It's like, this is the level of crime in America at this point. Like, this could be anybody. I, I feel so bad for the family that this happened to where they don't, they have no suspect. They don't even know where the bullet came from. There's just another driver of the millions that pass through Austin every day. One of them just pulled out a gun, shot a woman to death while she was driving in another car. And it's just off down the road, gone, right? So that's where we're headed. That's just like going to be reality from now on. Now, it's a little bit different with these, these activists that have been murdered. Self-described, self-described COO of Antifa gets stabbed to death by blackmail in Brooklyn. We actually have the video of that. It is extremely graphic. That We have a somewhat censored version. If we can go ahead and watch that video now. This is uh, video number 10. This is Ryan Carson, I believe his name was, social justice advocate who described himself as the chief operating officer of Antifa being stabbed to death by a blackmail suspect in an unprovoked attack Monday morning in Brooklyn. Here's that video. Here you see uh, Ryan and his girlfriend sitting on a bench, the blackmail suspect who's yet to be identified. Walking off, they... Start walking off in the same direction. This dude starts like smashing a car or something. It's kind of hard to tell what he's doing. They keep walking towards him. The woman stops. Ryan keeps walking a little bit forward. He starts yelling at them. Ryan Carson starts saying, chill, chill. There he gets slashed. Still being confronted, the guy's got a knife in his hand. It cuts, and now Ryan's on the ground. This guy spits at the woman and walks off. And Ryan is, uh, Ryan's dead. He's dead. Uh, Another random woman comes up and, uh, and look, I'm not, I'm not blaming the victim here. I like this. That's a horrifying situation to be in. I've been in situations like that where you're just walking down the street and like some crazy person just like starts yelling at you. You don't know what to do. You're like, ah, what, what's going on here? Like uh, it's, it could, it could be terrifying, especially if they're on drugs or drunk. Literally happened to me earlier this year in uh, Phoenix, Arizona, of all places, walking back from some TPUSA event in the middle of the night, just walking through downtown. There's some crazy drunk guy like trying to fight me. And you kind of don't know what to do at that point. But maybe before it ever gets to that point, you can recognize that the crazy guy talking to himself and breaking things on the street, you should just keep your distance from. Again, I, f- I feel bad. There's really no good situation here. It just makes you uh, realize how important it is to uh, carry a gun and or you know, be capable of physical violence but with somebody with a knife i mean there's really not too much you can do about it you also have this um so a suspect has been identified in the homicide of far left philadelphia journalist josh krueger while an arrest warrant has not been issued yet deputy police commissioner uh frank venor reported that authorities plan to bring the man into custody and ask him some questions Benor said that while authorities believe the shooter was a man Kruger knew, a motive had not yet been identified for the killing. So this didn't seem um, 
this didn't seem random to me because the guy was shot seven times, which is usually when you see somebody shot that many times, it's like a personal beef of some sort. So I kind of assumed it was something like that. But if you go through this Josh Kruger guy's Twitter timeline, you see he was very proud of living in a dangerous part of town. He was constantly was like, well, I live next to a methadone clinic and a homeless camp encampment. Okay, so what are you so scared of? And there's just this like, I don't know, chronic inability to recognize threats in liberals. And this story from the post-millennial, Baltimore tech CEO opened door, rode elevator with convict charged for her murder. So you've got these people who like literally they think they're like bad people. They think it's bad for them to like have self-preservation instincts, to have suspicion of people with face and neck tattoos. I was about to say that exact thing. The guy with the with the face tat with the face and neck tattoos. The obvious criminal trying to get into your building. They're like, oh, did you lose your key? And they just like let him right in. I think it just goes to an overall philosophy that is is leading us down this path of destruction where these leftists and liberals are suicidally dedicated to their false beliefs and they're all paying the price we have not had this many of our best-selling products back in stock in years because of supply chain breakdowns and all the rest of the stuff that's going on and these are game-changing products it's like our information's game-changing these products are incredible and I'm personally glad that these are now back in stock. All three of the InfoWars Platinum flagship products that have been sold out for months are now back in stock, but a very limited run because we only had a budget to get three or 4,000 bottles of each one of these. I think we've got 4,000 bottles of the HGH Max Boost that people love so much. We've got about 4,000 bottles of 1776 testosterone boost that just came in. And we've got about 3,000 bottles of Pain MD, incredible natural pain reliever situation. All three of these are back in stock, and they're incredible, and they fund our operation at InfoWarsStore.com.